Hey, I'll be there in five. Cool, see you soon. Hello and welcome back to the V Unpacked podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa, a.k.a. V, and there's a lot on the news right now. At time of recording, we're still very much in the middle of all the election drama, so I thought, why not just have a more chill week, a more chill topic, something a bit more fun that we can all use to escape, if only for the next 20 or so minutes. So we're talking about soul-crushing student debt. I'm kidding. We're talking about sex and love and relationships, or as the Justin Timberlake song goes, sex and love and magic. But (laughs) I hope that you guys are doing well. Like, I, I know I skipped over that part, but I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you're staying healthy and safe, as always. That's something we still need to do with everything going on. And I hope that you got your post-Halloween candy because I got the candy corn and I know it's divisive, trust me, but it's good. (laughs) So this week we're talking about, first we're going to cover love and like the different types of love. And I'm not talking about their official types of love, like Eros and Agape and, you know, no, I'm not getting technical. at all. I'm talking about your goldfish type love, like (laughs) all the different types that are unofficial, official types of love that we all kind of experience. And then we're going to get a little bit more into relationships. And then we're going to start getting into sex a little bit, which is why this episode is a bit more spicy. It's a bit more spicy. So (laughs) first things first, love or at least a strong like. It's like the root of everything in this episode, or at least we hope that it is. And so some of the unofficial, official (laughs) types of love that I have personally experienced a couple. And the first one is goldfish love, as I mentioned. Now, that's one that I kind of came up on my own But it's kind of similar to puppy love. If you're not familiar, puppy love is like the intense but kind of not very deep love. And rather than saying that this is like a high schooler phase, I truly honestly think this is more of a college phase. And it's partially because when you're in college, you're still kind of finding your place and you feel like, okay, I'm supposed to be something of an adult, like an assemblance of adult, and I need to find my tribe or where I belong or whatever. And usually we find that in relationships or hopefully friend groups, but a lot of people tend to get in relationships early on in college, and that's kind of how they feel like they found a little spot that they belong. So there's puppy love. Again, I don't think it's high school. I think it's more college. But goldfish love, I actually experienced this in college. Um, Goldfish love is similar. But the distinct difference is that goldfish love has a goodbye or expiration date on it. That's kind of like saying, like, it's not that they don't care. It's just that... They understand at some point in time, possibly in the near future, it will come to a close. 
So they're in it for as long as it runs its course and then they just kind of dip. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, like when a goldfish dies, you're like, I love this fish with all my life. And then when it's dead, you're like, off to the toilet. But not saying that you're being dumped. In the, oh gosh, I didn't think about how those analogies would line up with other ones that we know. But <laughs> it's not saying that they don't care. But dare I say, it's more so they don't let themselves get in too deep. And it's usually like when you have a relationship, depending on when it started, you know that there's a big life change coming soon. So like if you're graduating from high school, about to go to college, there's that big question mark at the end of the year, academic school year, where you're like, I don't know where you're going to go and I don't know where I'm going to go, but we got to... <laughs> You know, we love this relationship so much. We love each other. But at the same time, this, we might have to go our separate ways, right? So it's just like when you are in any like friendship or relationship where you're just like, I don't want to get too invested until I know. Like you don't want to get too emotionally invested until you know that's a good person until you know that's someone you want to spend time with, etc. Right? Now, this for me, I experienced goldfish love when I was in my senior year. I was about to enter my senior year of college. And this guy, we were both in uh biology, microbiology together. You know what they say about biology and couples, and like I'll teach you some biology, right? But <laughs> gosh. But we were both in that course, and that's how we met, and we had met at a party, and, you know, we both, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But basically, we both knew sooner or later, within the next coming year at least, we'd have to make a decision, like a serious decision about the relationship, if we're going to try to continue it after we both graduate and see where it goes, or if we're going to go our separate ways. And we went our separate ways. So we, I wouldn't say we were both very invested because that I think that was kind of like in the back of our minds the whole time where we were like, okay, like, yes, I really care about this person, but it's going to really suck if we have to break up because we're in two different locations. Personally, I don't like long distance and I try to avoid long distance relationships. So goldfish love there it is i think i was the goldfish <laughs> it was a mutual breakup but i also felt very pushed to be the one to actually call it and then i feel like once that happened i got pushed into the toilet proverbial toilet as the goldfish anyway moving on <laughs> we all know about the soulmate the soulmate love, where the universe and time and reality all bend and warp and nothing seems to matter. This person is your son, like F Galileo and his theories. I think it was Galileo. Yes, it was Galileo. F him and all his theories about what's truly the center of the universe. This person is your son. This tends to be misunderstood as love in grade school. And they're like, you just don't understand. And this is true love and I care about this person and we're going to be together forever. And you change, if you, if you remember, 
text messages used to have like signatures at the bottom and I was Mrs. Ice Cream with a Z and for Mrs. and like uppercase, lowercase. It was, it was a hot mess when I looked back, but it was that kind of thing. Like with that person, I was like, no, this is the one, this is true. Yes. Like I found my person in middle school. Well, it was, yeah, it was middle school into high school, but I was just like, looking back, I'm like, no, sweetie, that, that was a very strong, like, very strong, like, and some of my friends had told me, oh, I don't know about him. Maybe you want to reconsider. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like he gets me. Girl, we're going to move on from that. Part of that was blind love where they can do no wrong, where there's a reason for why they are that why they are that way and that everyone should be at least some percentage of understanding. Like you always can find a reason as to why they are a certain way and be like, no, but it was because their puppy ran away that they're being a jerk to you today. Like, no, that's that's still not okay. And more than likely, this, this is not a healthy relationship. If you can't hold someone accountable, if you can't hold your partner accountable, listen, <laughs> it's not, it's more than likely, I, I don't like to generalize, but more than likely, it's not a good relationship, a good balance of power, a good balance of responsibility, etc. It ain't it. Because we all know first love. I think that one's, we, I'm not going to go over that. You know, that's basically what you compare every relationship to until you find something better. But the last one I'm going to go over is one-sided. And that, that's, that hurts like a mofo. (laughs) And it tends to go on the longest. And I would say one-sided is more like a very strong crush. And I've had one, I speak from experience. I've had one that went from middle school through most of high school, and I let him go because they say, if you let him go and it's meant to be, they'll come back, right? Well, he got stationed in South Korea the same time I was there, and I reached out, (laughs) and I was like, hey, if you need any help, like you're in a foreign country, you don't speak the language, I got you as a friend, purely as a friend. And we started hanging out more and talking more, And my hopes got all misconstrued. And to summarize how everything went, because I'm like reliving it as I'm saying it. To summarize how everything went, it's a big nope. It was a big nope. And I eventually was like, I can't do this anymore. And that's when I like, bam, killed that crush. Not killed the person. I killed the crush itself. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So those are the unofficial types of love. And I wanted to cover that first because, again, love slash strong like is a very strong emotion that tends to lead into relationships, okay? And relationships, most of what I picked up, most of my knowledge, like what they're supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do, what they're supposed to do came from older cousins, and movies and my older cousins were just as lost as I was so really just movies 
And in movies, it was always like a miscommunication issue that drug out the plot. And I'm like, if you would just talk to them, you would be able to solve this whole thing and we could just get on with the movie. Like, come on. So I was like, okay, I need communication. Check. But then there were things that I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be able to fix someone's life problems and traumatic traumatic past? Like, how am I supposed to do that? I'm not a professional. And then it was like, it's if you really love them, if it's real love, you'll stick by them through everything. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all know right now. If you're looking for a ride or die, I'm looking for an option C. Because if my two options are ride or die, I'm, listen, it ain't for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to, for, for a little ride, but to a certain point. And I'm sure as heck not ready to die for you. Like, I listen, I got a life to live. I'm too young. <laughs> I am too young to be like, yeah, I'm your ride or die. No, I want option C. I need another option, okay? Because this future, it ain't looking too good. (laughs) But I was also told, you know, Disney doesn't help at all with any idea of like what a relationship is supposed to be. And finally, Frozen was the first one that was like, you can't marry someone you just met. And I was like, okay, all right, I see y'all. But Disney is like, you're going to have this magical kiss that's going to just change your whole life I have never had such a kiss (laughs) I have never I don't even remember my first kiss but this is what movies tell us and as a woman of color in many films it says I'm supposed to be like the elevator that lifts this guy out of whatever hole he's in and be there by his side no matter what and I'm like no like love and basketball it's a classic But there's this scene where he's upset and she's out with him and it's getting close to her curfew. Mind you, they're both there on like a sports scholarship to play basketball. It's their passion, it's their love, it's what they've been working towards. And they're in this relationship and he's, you know, he's spending time outside venting, which is healthy, but (laughs) it's getting close to her curfew and probably his too. And she's like, listen, like, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Like, I came out here. I'm with you. I'm listening. But I have to go back so I can play. You know, like, I have to adhere to my curfew. He was like, you only care about basketball. You won't be here for me. Like, man, forget you, basically. When he would do the same thing. Like, okay, wait, pause. What? (laughs) I don't understand. And then because of that situation, he's like, she's not my ride or die or whatever. And he breaks up with her by basically going on a date and like with someone else. Like she comes to his dorm. It's in front of his friends. He's got another girl there and she's like, you ready to go? And his girlfriend's like, what? And then he's just like, he breaks up with her in front of the girl, in front of his homies in like the rudest way possible. In addition to like flirting with other people at parties. And it's like, wait, I don't understand, but you know what? You know what? Um, it's just it's wrong how he did that. Like it still upsets me. And at the end of the movie, you know, they get back together. He had to stop playing basketball and she went on to play WNBA and you know, they have a kid together and everything, but it I don't remember a part in there where he was like, "You know what? I was wrong." 
and she's playing for his like they have this whole scene where that she's playing for his love and she's like don't marry this other person you're really in love with me let's have a game of one-on-one -on -one to prove it he did you wrong and you playing for his love why okay i'm done i'm gonna move on from that i'm done <laughs> but dating today is it's so different like back in grade school it's easy well gosh you can meet people through your friends through friend groups and be like okay i can vouch for this person nowadays there's a lot of apps and i both accept it and reject it because i accept it because that's where a lot of people are and that's just kind of the trend so to speak right now and also i don't have a lot of friends where i am because <laughs> i just moved and again haven't been able to go out and socialize so i'm like okay this is what i've got but at the same time i reject it because it just takes a person and is like and now you're just a picture now you're just a collection of like five pictures maybe a video maybe a bio and some people don't even do bios this is what we've got to work with but you know how you're like swiping you're like no 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 and you kind of just get into that flow and then you swipe left on a person that you would actually be interested in like you're like scrolling you're like glancing over their profile you're like, okay okay swipe and you're just used to swiping left that you swipe left and you're like no and then the app is like hey if you pay us some money we can help you shoot your shot with the person you just skipped. And I'm like, nah, they're just, they're just gone. But it's motivating because, again, I'm kind of shifting. It's motivating because more people seem to be interested in finding and maintaining a relationship. And I think in some aspect, we're all kind of reminiscing over those movies where they stick together, but despite the odds, where the old classic love, so to speak, you know, conquers all and it, it's it's encouraging to see, but also <laughs> I'm like, okay, just remember relationships take work and you need to be comfortable with yourself first and kind of date yourself. Like that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've been dating myself and that's something my mom taught me. She was like, hey, if you are comfortable by yourself, if you're comfortable doing things by yourself, if you work on yourself, and get yourself right and treat yourself how you want to be treated no other person can come around and just treat you any kind of way and i was like okay you're right like yeah when i'm while i'm on my own while i'm figuring things out for myself things that maybe i want to explore and things that i want to do i can be working on those things that i want to work on if i have insecurities i can work on that with myself if there's some something missing in life or if i'm not happy or something that's not the time to go looking for a relationship like you have to be your own happiness vanessa like, you need to be your own source of happiness no one else can do it for you if you have any issues that you want to figure out if anything from the past that's kind of holding you back you need to figure that out on your own and I cannot say this enough. We are not therapists. <laughs> I've had, oh gosh, there was one guy basically was looking to fill a void and looking for happiness. And I started to get emotionally involved. And then he was like, I think I'm still very much in love with my ex while having serious conversations with me and on Tinder. 
and on Bumble and on like another app. And I was like, boy, you really need to work on yourself. Like, don't get in a relationship. If you got still, if you still got things you're trying to work through, like, please, that's date yourself first. Okay, please, please, please. (laughs) And lastly, I know this is starting to get a little long, but I'm just, I'm having so much fun with this topic. Lastly is the spiciest. And this is kind of more of a PSA than any advice because I can't give you advice on how to pleasure someone because everyone is different. Everyone has their own things that they like and dislike. So I'm just going to say something that I think is very important. That's not done enough. And I'm very passionate about this. This is the most fun part for me. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. But what I will say, foreplay should be mandatory, not optional. Hear me out. Think about it. On Christmas, when you're opening your present, when you physically have it in your hands and you're opening it up, are you more excited then? Or are you more excited in the days like leading up to that moment? Because as a kid, think, were you able to sleep the night before Christmas? Or were you just so excited being like, oh, I wonder what's going to be under the tree. I can't wait. For me personally, I was that kid that was more excited the night before. The morning of, it kind of feels like it's already there. So I'm like, okay, it's already mine. But the night before still has so much possibilities. Like I know they're going to try and sneak some presents under the tree while I'm asleep. But... (laughs) That's the exact same thing that foreplay is, is that buildup of anticipation. It's that buildup of excitement. And it is so important. Like I cannot, I want to stress this so much. It is so important. In my mind, like the moment it's established, oh, we about to do this. Like we are about to get into it. The game is afoot. Like (laughs) the game has started And I need for you to be bringing the same energy as I am. The moment it's established, I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear? Is it clean? Do I want to shave? How much of my leg do I want to (laughs) shave? What perfume? If I'm going to do perfume, am I going to do my hair a little something like out of the, you know, I'm not going to get too much into detail. If I want to, you know, some people want to do their hair a certain way. Some people want to put on a little bit of makeup, exfoliate. lip scrub and you know like there's so much that goes into it oh goodness but I need that same energy okay all of the energy and planning that I'm putting into making this moment exciting please come with the same level of enthusiasm please at least some mood lighting like nothing is worse then getting to where your meeting place is, whether that's your place, their place, another place, nothing is worse than it being like stuff is all over the place. There's a slight smell. <laughs> like, put some energy, please. Put some energy into it. Okay, because there's so much that goes on, at least for me, from a female point of view, there's quite a bit that we do. And it's not even just like, the moment it's established. There's YouTube videos talking about how to keep things right. You know, that's maintenance, okay? (laughs) That is a continual maintenance. That's continual energy that they're putting into bringing 
to the table for their partner or with their partner, you know? And so guys, like, please set the mood. And when I say guys, I mean everyone. Please set the mood at your place, at least mood lighting. There's there's Spotify playlists already put together for you. Like, come on. Put, get, play it on your phone. Put that sucker in a glass and let that be your speaker. Like, come on. You can work this. You can do something. But listen, when you both finally meet, you don't have to go straight into it. Like, we're not in college anymore. We, can, we have time. <laughs> don't go straight into it. Take your time. Sit down. Talk. Flirt touch maybe a little drink and you know you don't have to just you know pillage and plunder right as soon as you see each other on site like calm down (laughs) you can you can explore a little bit you know survey the land and then you know but here's my game plan and this one's more so for like if you have an established partner because when you're with someone new I think it's very important to figure out what is a no-go and what's okay in the bedroom, you know, because everyone's different and not just like consent for the actual act of sex itself, but also any other things that you want to bring into it. Okay. So you need to have that talk with your partner before starting. Okay. But if you're with someone that you're established with, someone that, you know, you know what you're both okay with and what you're not okay with. Here's my fall game plan, just for you. <laughs> and I can only speak from my point of view. Listen, flirty text, and you can get creative with how obvious with your intentions you want to be. Send that flirty text. Dinner plans. You can cook or you can order in, but make sure you wear something that you feel most comfortable in. Because if you're fidgeting, trying to keep things in the right place, it's, it's not very fun for you. You're not totally in the moment. So wear something comfortable, maybe a little casual. My go-to, big sweater, shorts, thigh-high socks. I like to highlight my legs in thigh-high socks. They do that. Casual, comfy, flirty, chef's kiss. And then you got the subtle brushes and touches and dancing around the kitchen. It's, it's a dance, okay? Maybe have some music on and actually... A little, you know, dancing around, flirting. Again, take your time. And this is all just kind of building up the emotion, the awareness of the other person in a space, in an enclosed space with you, okay? And then after dinner, you're chilling. You're cuddling, maybe sitting close, some kisses, some soft touches. You're in a closer space together. And I would say you are almost there. You are almost there, but you're not in the home stretch yet because we have the more explicit foreplay, the traditional foreplay, so to speak. And take your time with that too, you know? Give that a try. Just build up that anticipation to the point where it's like, okay, stop. We, we, now. <laughs> oh, goodness. I can't wait for my mom to hear this episode. <laughs> but when you're in the home stretch, Take your time because all that energy, all that anticipation you've been building, you don't want to break it right before the moment, you know? And I'd say that's that's all you really need to do. Let the anticipation build. Let the excitement rise. And that makes all the difference 
and making it more fun. You have more heightened sensitivity. You can build more of a bond. Okay, like again, explore. With that being said, I'm going to go on into our Vism. I hope you guys enjoyed that topic. And the Vism for this week actually came from my mom. We had a very interesting conversation. But the advice that she gave, or the Vism, is to be good with you. Because if you're not good with you, you can't be good with someone else. Bam. I'm going to leave that at that. Okay, mom, dropping wisdom on us. Thank you. Shout out to her for (laughs) having that very interesting conversation with me so I could get that information to share with you guys. I appreciate you, mom. Love you. Okay, and... With all of that being said, please remember we are on Instagram. The handle is at the Unpacked Podcast. There you'll see teasers for all the upcoming episodes. And in our bio is the website, which will take you to all the platforms that we're on, which is eight. And we have listeners in four different countries. Germany popped up. So thank you to Germany. (laughs) All of that being said, please give us some feedback. Feel free to comment. Feel free to send a DM. We love to have it. And I hope that you guys stay safe, healthy, and happy. Until next time, see you.